Sunday on CBS, the final football Sunday is the biggest of them all. An epic matchup between the legendary quarterback and the kid who's changing the game. Tom Brady and the Bucks against Patrick Mahomes and the defending champion Chiefs. Who will raise the trophy at Super Bowl 55? Coverage begins at 2 Eastern with the Super Bowl today, leading up to kickoff at 6 Eastern. Super Bowl 55, Sunday on CBS. Welcome back, our first repeat guest on 4th and Forever. Today, we welcome back an alumni of the show uh, who took the NFL by storm in his rookie season. You've either seen him scoring touchdowns or on TikTok. He's Canada's finest, Chase Claypool, also known as Mapletron. How do you feel about that? Uh, how are we doing, guys? I don't have my Canadian flag to wave around in your face this time, but um, Mapletron? Uh, Mapletron's all right. It's all right. I kind of like it. I'm into it. Yeah, I love the logo, and um, the name is growing on me. So Let's jump in right away. Let's talk about uh, this rookie season because right when we talked to you before, it was training camp. You were in Pittsburgh waving your Canadian flag, had no idea what to expect, and then you just burst on the scene. Um, how did it feel? Did it meet your expectations? What uh, Now looking back on your rookie season, what do you think? It was definitely a good feeling uh, being able to make an instant impact like that. Um, but I definitely met expectations. Um, I wouldn't say I exceeded them, but uh, it was definitely a good start for year one as a rookie. It felt like for me, when looking back on my rookie season, did it feel like, an, like a marathon, like a lifetime of emotions? I mean, was it just a, a grind because of, you know, you're coming out of college, you don't play as many games. Now... This thing felt really long for me. I remember hitting that rookie wall around December. Uh, anything like that? Any any experience like that for you? Or you just powered right through it? I don't think I felt it as much because we didn't have a preseason, um, which was, would have been an extra four games for us. And then we didn't have like a super long fall camp, uh, which would have probably been pretty grueling. You know, we stayed pretty close to home for our camp in Heinz Field. Usually we travel like 45 minutes away. So with all those things added, I think it allowed me to kind of, um, you know, adjust pretty smoothly. And I didn't really hit a bad rookie wall, I don't think. Let's talk about two of your your biggest games. Um, week five against the Eagles, seven catches, 110 yards, three touchdowns, receiving a rushing touchdown, four total touchdowns. What do you remember about that game? What was your favorite play? Uh, I remember Scotty cutting up the uh, that highlight for you with Brian McKnight um the song on it uh what what was your favorite part of that game and that had to be one of the highlights of of your rookie season correct yeah it definitely was um i think the highlight of that game for me was seeing how excited all the teammates uh, all my teammates were um you know you have a rookie coming in um you know scoring like all these touchdowns and you know you could have some guys on the team who don't get excited who are kind of upset about the situation um uh, but Everyone on the team was just happy for me, and I think that's what I'll remember most. Okay, let's talk about uh, your first down <laughs> Malcolm Butler poke against uh, the Titans. <laughs> what, <laughs> what was going on right here? What were you guys saying to each other? Was he trying to, you know, like, what, what was he doing? He, he's a veteran guy trying to put a rookie in his place, and you just kind of let him know you're so much bigger. Uh, tell me about that situation and that first down poke. I loved it. We were talking back and forth the whole game, uh, you know, part of football. 
But, uh, you know, we clearly had the first down, and I just, you know, it's what I do, just signaling a first down. And for some reason, he thought it, uh, it'd be a good idea to grab my arm and pull it down. So, obviously, being a foot taller than him, I wasn't going to, you know, let that happen on national TV. So, um, I just kept going up and up and showing that it was a first down, and he kept pulling my arm down. So, uh, finally, I got him uh, one time good. So, surprised um, I didn't get a flag, honestly. Who was the... Uh... Who was uh, your the toughest cornerback you faced this year? Tredavious White was really good, and then I would say uh, was Andre Roby from the Texans. He was yeah. really good too. Biggest hit from this year? Did you take a hit where you're just like, "Damn, that's a grown ass man that just laid me out"? Anybody like that this year? Um, I got hit pretty hard against the Ravens in our second game versus them near the goal line. Um, I was wrapped up and I was like going down to the ground. I think a linebacker came and hit me like directly on the arm with his helmet, and I had a dead arm for the rest of the day, and it was it was pretty bad. The rest of the day, um, what about? Did you feel you guys start off eleven and zero, and did it did it feel like the NFL was like kind of easy at first? I mean, I don't know. That's that's unheard of for for a rookie to have the kind of production you had, and then win that many games did it feel like man this isn't too tough or what were those emotions like especially early on yeah not that it was easy but that it wasn't as hard as i had expected it to be in terms of you know being a big adjustment like from high school to college um and knowing that if you do your part you can actually have a pretty significant outcome in the game you know making a third down catch or a fourth down conversion or a touchdown you know, that could really swing things. So, um, you know, I felt that in some of the games leading up to that 11-0 start. Yeah, I mean, you guys came out like gangbusters. Things kind of tailed off at the end. But, listen, you and your teammates, um, you know, you got a lot of heat this year for these TikTok videos. Why do you think people react so strongly? And looking back, would you do anything different? If anything, I would probably make more TikToks and probably start (laughs) earlier. Uh, because, you know, when we're 11 to no, everyone on TikTok loves it. Everyone on Twitter loves it. Um, everyone just loves the TikToks and they love seeing the behind the scenes stuff. And, you know, that's really why we do it. It's for the people who do love seeing those videos. Um, and then, you know, as soon as you start losing, anyone's going to try to find an excuse to why you're losing. Um, but a 30 second TikTok video is not the reason why uh, we're losing games. I know the intent wasn't to disrespect other teams or anything like you said the idea was hey here's an inside look at what happens before the game and here's how kind of how we get hype before the game and get ready to go ball I mean why do people have such an issue with TikTok and do you think it's because they don't understand it I don't think they understand how simple it is to make a quick video um you know I make videos that take me like two minutes and you know people are like yo shouldn't you be like getting ready for the game it's like they think we're you know getting ready for the game 24 hours out of the day which just isn't true you know we have a lot of spare time on our hands um and you know when you're in quarantine and you're in your house alone sometimes you get bored and sometimes you want to make a video uh but i think people just want us to be football players and that's not what the generation is today um and i don't think i'm i don't just want to be a football player i enjoyed watching them i think you and juju do a uh, do a great job with those. So we found some Twitter trolls for you. Okay, so they're not matched up to who said them, but I want you to see if you could guess who said them. Some of these are so funny. 
We got the first one. Uh, Chase Claypool, suck it up, buttercup. Uh, maybe Juju needs to grow up and quit acting like a fool, and then people will stop mocking him. Uh, Boo-hoo, you big baby. <laughs> uh, Chase Claypool, you lost. Suck it up. Oh, another suck it up, buttercup. It doesn't matter what happens next. Uh, one and done is better than none and done. Okay, good one. <laughs> and then just stopping by to remind you that you still bitch. All that shit talk you've been doing. Sore losing asshole. I mean, that would be pretty crazy if that was Teresa, that last one. <laughs> Teresa seems like a person who would say, uh, boo-hoo. So I'm going to say that was her. And then I'm going to switch the other, the last two. And the guy who needs a haircut, I'm going to say that was him with uh, the bitch or whatever. Just, hey, stopping by to remind you that you still a bitch. <laughs> like, what is that? Who talks to people like that? That has to be the guy who needs a shower and... A haircut. It has to be him. Yeah, what is the buttercup all about? I don't know. I think that's... Is that in? I don't know. Do you ever read those on your own, and have you responded to these kind of people, or you just ignore it? No, I rarely ever respond to them, because I feel like that's, like, their goal is to get a player to respond to them. Right. Um, and I feel like it shows that you maybe care uh, what they say. Some people do care. Um some of the stuff, you know, I click on my notifications and I see, like, what I'm mentioned in, in terms of just, like, part, like, either highlights in the game or something like that. Um, and then some of it pops up, but I never really care because I know that, you know, none of these people will have the courage, like, say that to me in real life. Um, and, you know, as long as I can live my life uh, the way I've been living it, then uh, it doesn't really bother me. I mean, people talk real strong on Twitter. Um I'm trying to think of, yeah, like people, I didn't really get death threats or anything, but, um, you know, people just, <laughs> people go off on Twitter, dude. This is ridiculous. What improvements are you looking to make both as an individual player and you think as a team for next year when you guys had those exit meetings? What were y'all talking about? I think there's just a lot of different things that I can work on, uh, which is a good thing. Um, you know, just a little nuances, rut running, um, press release, uh, catch in, all that stuff. Just work on those in the off season, and then as a team, um, I think just you know finishing strong. And you know we always started slow in the first half, um, so it's something we'd have to work on when we get back together as a team. Um, but just make sure we come out firing um, and getting that momentum early rather than in like the second half. Yeah, no doubt. And then you and Juju, Juju's been on the show. Um, had some insane production this year. What is it about both of you guys uh, together on the field that makes it so tough for these defenses? Yeah, I think it's nice because, you know, he's primarily in the slot and I'm in the outside. So, uh, you know, there's bound to be some type of mismatch. Uh, you know, you can't put two corners on us. Um, so you're going to have to put a nickel um, on us. Or if you're in zone, you might have a linebacker. So I think it just opens up a lot of opportunities for us to kind of play around with the playbook and, uh, with our routes and stuff like that. So it's just nice, nice little duo we had going on there. The Steelers veteran Jerome Bettis said in an interview that he thinks Ben Roethlisberger returning to the Steelers would be a great thing, but he also thinks Pittsburgh needs to take a quarterback in the NFL draft. Um, how was it for your early development to have a veteran quarterback like Big Ben? That had to be a huge help. He made the transition a lot easier. Uh, he would send me... Uh, little videos on text message and he would have his voiceover of the play of in like practice or a game and he would just tell me 
kind of what he's looking at and what he wants me to do either differently or he'll say like I did a really good job here and then I'll just take that moving forward and it just made everything a lot easier. Clearly he has plenty of confidence in you. Uh, you guys were airing it out all season long. Um, now we're looking at Super Bowl Sunday coming up. All right, what do you think? I need a prediction. Uh, and what do the Bucks have to do to dethrone the returning Super Bowl champs? I think the Bucks uh, have a lot on their plate with the offense of KC. Um, but, you know, it's so hard to bet against Tom Brady. Um, so that is exactly why I'm going to bet against Tom Brady. Um <laughs> I got to I got to fade the narrative here and uh I'm going to say KC as uh repeat champs and the score is going to be 31 to 26. Oh wow. Okay. And you think uh you're taking the Chiefs playmakers. I mean it's Mahomes, it's Hill, it's Hardman, Kelsey, Bell, Edwards Alaire versus Brady Evans, AB, Godwin, Gronk. What up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, on the oh. show. You on a video call? I'm sorry. What's up, pops? Yeah. It's it's my father. Hey. How we doing? Okay. That's Mark Sanchez. Oh, no way. Hey, what'd you think of your boy oh, this oh, there's year? Mark Sanchez there, right? Right. Hey, I hey, I watch your stuff all the time. You're funny, <laughs> my man. I appreciate Just it. Like my son here. He's, he said, "My man, appreciate it." Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> okay. I'll talk to you. After. All right. Nice yeah, to meet you, Mr. Claypool. I look kind of stupid with this one, but look, look. Hey, Mark, look at this. Hey. <laughs> um, I mean, both of these rosters, they got a star-studded roster on both sides for these offenses. I like your prediction, 31-26 for the Chiefs, you said. All right, I'll take that. What about when you see the Bucks and Tom Brady and what he's done in his career? He's going for his seventh Super Bowl. It's his 10th. Super Bowl appearance and potentially his seventh win. Uh, somebody broke down his career into three different, like six or seven year segments, and all three of those segments would have been Hall of Fame careers. I mean, do you think he's the best to ever play? Oh, 100%. Um, you know, close, to, obviously, a close second to, uh, you know, Mark Sanchez, but. <laughs> I definitely think it's hard to argue that he's not the best. I'm excited. If he if he beats KC, I'm not going to say he did it all on his own, but he would definitely be like the biggest part of that win. Uh, so I'm excited to see what happens. You're in Canada now. When are you getting, like, where are you going to train? Where are you going to be in the off season? Uh, I mean, obviously we don't need your address, but right. <laughs> general area. Are you coming back out to SoCal? We'd love to see you out here. Get some Jerry Dicing, get some throwing in. And do you have any vacations planned? What's going on? Yeah, so I guess my only vacation plans uh, are here revolving uh, Canada, uh, going up to the mountains with some of my family and just hanging out up there, um, taking the like scenic pattern view uh, route. And then um, I am heading back to SoCal to train and I'm probably going to head there at the end of the month in February. So beginning of March, I'll probably be out that way. And a lot of Jerry Dice will be played. Um, <laughs> a lot of training will be done, and we will become an overall better person for it. I love it. What about um, you signed with Jumpman, right? You signed with Jordan. I did. I did sign with Jordan, uh, which was huge. How did that like, feel? Oh, it was insane. Um, it was like it came out of left field because I had Joe Hayden call me at like 11 o'clock, and he was like, yo, like before you make any decision on an apparel company, because I was talking about different apparel companies and signing with them. He's like, you have to talk to my guy. Uh, he wants to sign you. 
And um, I told them that, you know, I would really love to sign him, uh, sign with them, but I know that they probably don't offer as much as the other companies just because they are Jumpman. Um, but he came at me with some really promising, um, you know, ideas and uh, offers and stuff like that. So it was kind of hard to turn that down, So especially being Jumpman. Who are you going to be training with uh, out here? Any, like, specific receiver coaches or other receivers that you're going to work with? Are you going to be out here with Juju? Are you coming out to Stars at all? Um, or, you know, what's that going to look like? So I was actually going to get in touch with Juju and see what his training's like because last year I was in the Orange County area, and now I'm going to be in the L.A. area. Um, so I'll still be trying to work with TJ Hushinzada, yeah. who works at Orange County, um, when I'm out there for a few days or whatever. But – um, I also want to train at, over at UCLA. I know a lot of guys, uh, NFL guys, they're trained there. So, yeah. um, probably do that just to go against some DBs, uh, see other receivers, how they move and how they work, and then just combine the two and hopefully be, um, better for it. Nice. And then, uh, these off season YouTube and TikTok channels, what type of videos can the fans expect from your YouTube channel? For YouTube, we're going to have a, you know, coming back home. Uh, video. I had to wait a couple weeks because I was in quarantine. So. Oh, that's right. They had the two week quarantine, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna release that video in the next week. Uh, when I finally have like, you know, a lot of things going on, the Super Bowl and going up to the mountain and all that. Um, and then TikToks. Uh, I was kind of lacking on the TikToks because again, I was in quarantine. But now that I'm free and I <laughs> uh, had some fresh air. Um, I got some ideas. So I got some TikToks coming, got some YouTube videos coming, and then, uh, yeah, that's about it. This is a, uh, a great tool for you to connect with fans. Uh, if you have one message for your fans, what is it? From Mapletron, what do you, what do you say to all your fans? First of all, thank you for tuning in to uh, Fourth and Forever. Um, but mostly thank you for sticking with me through the ups and the downs. And uh, next year we're coming back even stronger, and I look forward to meeting some of you guys. Explain how you've used uh, TikTok to connect with these fans and as a, you know, this younger generation of player that wants to give them the inside look at things. Uh, explain how you've really tried to, to expand your brand with those channels, with YouTube and TikTok. Everyone just looks at you as a football player. Yeah. So all, all you have in the NFL is the perception of you. And basically that whole perception is just a football player. Um and the only thing you can do really to change that perception is, you know, provide people behind the scenes look of what it's like um, in your life and show that you are just a normal person who's good at football and, you know, not just a football player who, you know, is a bad person because he said one thing or he did one thing on the football field. You know, he dropped a pass. Everyone wants to say he's a bad person. Uh, but if you provide people with the behind the scenes, you know, you might drop a pass and you, and you have people saying uh like it's okay rather than uh like you suck you're a bitch stuff like that <laughs> you suck you're a bitch um what's something that you'll show people um that they might not know about you what's something we can expect in the off season one sneak peek what what can you play guitar obviously um singing might not be your thing although it's a great canadian national anthem uh, but what else? What else can we can we expect? Give us one one thing that we'll see. I'm gonna make a TikTok video showing my best magic trick to all these different people. Whoa! Uh, hopefully you're in it. Can you really do magic, or is this a joke? No, it's a, it's a good trick. It's a good trick. Card trick, coin trick. Uh, card trick. I have a coin trick. 
I have a coin trick, but I'll do a card trick for this video and then expand my ma magician skills. Um, I like it. Okay, the magician. Mapletron the magician. I love it. Awesome, dude. Thank you so much for taking the time. We appreciate you, Chase Claypool. And we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. You're the man. Thanks, bro. Like, share, subscribe, uh, at Mark underscore Sanchez, at Fourth and Forever, Instagram, Twitter, all that. You know where to go. Thanks again for having us, and we'll see you soon.